This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Riley and Robbie Hyde. Welcome back to the Barreled Up podcast on the Odyssey Network. Welcome in, everybody. We have a fun one today. Uh, Robbie and I have a special guest, a Yankee fan, which is fantastic because the Yankees are at the center of the baseball universe right now after the Stroman signing and the Snell news and the soda. The Yankees are everywhere. We're going to dive into some Yankees talk and general baseball talk. Those of you that may not want to go too deep into the Yankees, it's okay. We got you covered with everything else. And we're going to talk about MLB The Show 23. Scan is one of the, listen, my opinion, fastest growing MLB The Show YouTubers on the platform right now. So we want to talk about 23 and maybe some 24 wish list items. With that, Scan, welcome in. I'm excited to talk about baseball and, of course, MLB The Show. So uh, I'm excited to be on here and uh, nerd out about some baseball today. Anybody that doesn't know, again, Scan, look, I've watched watched your channel for the last couple of years, and it just – it seemed to really blow up this last year. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the content, it's one of those things where you just kind of keep, you go, you go, you go. And then eventually boom. And it mm-hmm. really seemed to boom in 2023 mm-hmm. for you. We're, we're, we're going to dive into this one second. Robbie's got our first baseball question, but let me ask you real quick. What do you think we're going to dive more into MLB the show? It, we really are, but uh-huh. I have, I just have a question. What do you think was sort of the recipe for success this year? What? I, I think your 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 subscribers doubled or more than doubled this year. Yeah. What what yeah, was the like recipe? What was the recipe for that? What 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 With happened? What I used to do, I used to make a lot of content that was very specific to the mode in their Diamond Dynasty. So uh-huh. it was a lot of information and tips and help people get better. And yeah. that was my strategy for a few years before this last year. And I got to a point at the end of last year where I realized that only a certain amount of people were interested in stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, you had to really be into the game already to understand what I'm talking about and discussing and creating. 
Right. And I kind of got burnt out on that. And I wanted just like, I had a lot of creative ideas and things I wanted to do that could maybe have some appeal to people who don't even play the game. Mm -hmm. So the goal has been to kind of take my time on ideas and spend like a week producing a video rather than just sit down and record and cut up a video in one day like I used to do. And like spend a lot of time creating more fun ideas that I think a broader audience could have appeal to. And that's definitely been what it's been this last year. Yeah. Idea driven content really seemed to drive. I saw new stuff this year that I hadn't seen in years. So Mm -hmm. um, it was pretty cool. All right, Robbie, uh, start us off. Let's get into some MLB news. So Marcus Stroman heading to the Yankees. And, you know, hey, why not? We got a Yankee fan on here. Scan, I'll just ask your first (laughs) reaction. I mean, I feel like Yankee land right now is pretty split Mm. on the signing of Marcus Stroman. Uh, People love it. I'm actually on the side where I I like it. I Based off from a baseball perspective, I do like the move. But then there's all the off the field stuff. There's, you know, all the interactions that he's had on Twitter with the Mm -hmm. Yankee fans out there. And uh, I don't mean that in a positive way, more negative. So a lot of people getting blocked. uh, If he didn't like something you said, Uh, what are your general thoughts just as a Yankee Mm -hmm. fan on the signing of Marcus Stroman? Yeah. At first I was very hesitant because you heard all the rumors of them being involved with Snell and you, you probably feel like this would be the, the, in the sense, pivot from going from Blake Snell to getting Strowman. And at first, with all the previous, knowing all the previous stuff he said, I was like, eh, I don't love this. But sleeping on it and thinking about it, uh, looking at that rotation as a whole, I am more comfortable with the move because he is a good ground ball pitcher, someone who has succeeded in the AL East before. And even though he, recently has had a great ERA at Yankee Stadium. I feel like it could be something that could work out. And especially mm-hmm. since it's just a couple of years, I don't feel that worried about the stakes because I know a big thing of Snell is he wanted more years. And obviously there's some potential risk in that. So just a couple of years, see how he does. I'm on board with it at this point, I think. Um, did it? Does it feel desperate? And it doesn't feel desperate for either side because that's one of mm-hmm. the hot takes that, has been running around over the yeah. last 12 hours that this was either desperate on uh, on Stroman's side or desperate on the Yankee side or desperate for both. Do you feel like maybe this was a little of uh, a desperate move for either mm-hmm. both or, or either? Yeah, I'm not sure personally. I How I take it, I don't view it as desperate yeah. just because there still are options out there that they're going to probably be in talks with. Like, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are discussing they would be in discussions for the C- a cease trade still yeah. and stuff like that. And now that you have Stroman, you have a little bit more comfort. It's not as, like, if anything, they might not be as desperate in those talks because now you have a solidified five rotation. Mm-hmm. Now if you add a big name, it's just even more to bulk up that rotation. So... I don't personally find it desperate, like some people are saying, but overall, I I mean, it's tough to tell because Stroman has had a lot of negative comments towards the Yankees and stuff, and I have no idea what the market was around him this offseason. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that right. That just kind of feels like it was a interesting move for him with the history. Uh, I don't think I, I personally, and, and Robbie Scan, maybe you have different feels, I, feelings on this. I don't think he ever wanted to be a New York Yankee, but the way this offseason was playing out, the we we had not heard. We get rumors, we get news, we get all the stuff, we get lists from the, from the left, from the right. It's all over the place, right? This team is interested in this player. Here's, we get we get stuff. We weren't really getting anything on Marcus Stroman until this last week. So that tells me that the market probably was pretty thin for him. And when you look at the situation being, all right, who still needs a starting pitcher? Who's got money to spend? I don't want to take a massive L here because I left $21 million on the table mm-hmm. with the Cubs. That's what he opted out of. So it almost, I, I would agree, I don't think it's desperate for the Yankees. I think there, there's definitely some takes out there and, and some people that could grab some evidence and, and, and make that argument. It does feel a little desperate for Marcus Stroman because mm-hmm. I don't think he ever wanted to be a Yankee based <laughs> on the interactions we've seen. And I don't think his market came together. Robbie, you agree or, or, or feel similar with any of that? I would say maybe there was a point where he was – at least intrigued about going to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But then maybe once they were like, nah, we don't really see him as a guy that's really going to take us to the next level. Maybe that's where he started yeah. to get a little bitter. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, for the signing itself, I do like the signing. You know, Scan, mm-hmm. you mentioned the ground balls. I'm a, I'm a fan. You know, I, I like all the, the advanced stats, the analytics. I love all that stuff. But I'm also a fan of just a good ground ball picture at the same time. Um, I was not the best player growing up, but we had, I remember on my high school team, anytime the infield got involved, anytime the players were moving around, you know, fielding, getting into the game, it always created more of an energy. And I think with Stroman, you know, yeah, people looked at the Donaldson signing and said, Oh, that's a good energy guy. Yeah. He was also, you know, getting past his 35 plus year plus years. So, you know, a guy that was probably breaking down where Stroman, Mm -hmm. That's, I think, a different story. So I like the signing. And like you said, good infield. I think it's going to be a fun. I think it's going to be a fun day when he pitches right now. What's it going to be like when he's not pitching? What's it going to be like after the game? You know, is he going to keep himself in check? All right. That's the big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sure. Maybe he has some opinions that, you know, maybe, you know, people agree with. Right. But it's kind of just like it's when you're taking away from the team and the game, it's that's where it gets to be a problem. So I think it can be a a good solid signing. He did leave some money on the table this year, or I think he was going to be making 21 or 22 with the Cubs if he stayed in, but he gets an extra year of security. um, And then he gets the vesting option. So it could end up being a really good move for him. Uh, Overall, I do like it, but I think it's a proceed with caution at the same time. Very true. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. When he struggles, <laughs> I, this was this was something that just uh, last night when I was streaming after the deal was done, all I could think of 
was how much the uh, the, the Yankee fan base gave it to Aaron Hicks. Can you imagine if Marcus Stroman is struggling and pitching to an ERA in the sixes after the history, how bad that fan base is going to give it to Marcus Stroman? So anyway, let's, that's that. This seemed like a pivot move, though, off of Blake Snell. And I'm amazed to think that Blake Snell is turning down five years at $30 million a year. That is the report that is out there. Um, Blake Snell, I can't imagine his market is that much strong, that, that, that he's got enough teams to be turning down five at 30 a year. Um, Scan, the thought of having Snell in that rotation I sort of was hesitant thinking about it from a Yankee fan perspective because you have Carlos Rodon and Blake Snell kind of mm-hmm. felt eerily similar to Carlos Rodon. Are you at all relieved that Blake Snell turned down that Yankees offer? Or would you like to have seen him put on the pinstripes? Mm-hmm. A, a lot of fans, including me, felt like with personality-wise, he could have been like a good fit. But yeah. After seeing that he declined the 30 mil a year, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm kind of cool with it just because with how the Yankees have been operating pretty recently, mm-hmm. it felt like they've been more limited than what they used to. Yeah. And with other like big potential contracts looming, like if they want to like lock down a Juan Soto for the long term or anyone like that, then now you have to really start thinking about that money and, 30 mil a year for Snell was, mm-hmm. I feel like it wasn't that necessary, especially if Rodon does bounce back and have a healthy year and Clark Schmidt can continue to improve. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know what? I'm kind of cool with it that they didn't necessarily land him, but uh, I, I do still think about like to myself, it would have been so exciting to see that one-two punch of Cole and Snell. Mm. And especially if Rodon bounced back, that rotation could have been really good. Yep. I'm with you. Robbie, do you think two questions? Do you think do you think Snell is able to get a better contract from somebody? Um, and then part two, I guess. Uh, do you think I mean the Yankees are done, right? They're not adding another starting pitcher after Strowman. That's their pivot move. There's been rumors that the Yankees are still in on Snell, but that can't be right. I would say to me. If there is a team that's going to, let's say, let's say it ends up being a five-year deal. So he turned down five, 150. Let's say he's looking for at least like 160 over five. If there's one team out there that we've seen in the past give out contracts, it's the Angels, right? And they've been connected with him. So that seems like a move that it it just feels like it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Blake Snell has been connected with my Red Sox this offseason, but it doesn't seem like they're willing to even go close to spending that kind of money per year and even committing to that amount of years. Um, I wonder if maybe you just see some random team because it feels like the market right now for Snell, it's not very big, right? Cause you can look at some other teams out there. Well, they've already made their moves. The giants getting Robbie Ray. Um, you know, the Yankees obviously just getting Stroman, right? The Cardinals seem set now. So it's like, what team is going to emerge? Could a weird team like the Nationals just come out of nowhere, right? We've talked right. about the Nationals before. I know that right. sounds crazy, but like a team where it's like, could they just shock everyone and just like right. make a move, right? 
I don't know, like the freaking Rockies, like getting Chris Bryant a couple of years ago. Who saw that one, right? You know, could that be like some weird sort of signing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, probably not, just kind of opening the possibility of yeah. something surprising. Can't to rule me, it, it out. seems like the Angels, so. Yeah, I, can't, I, can't, I don't think you can rule it out. I think Blake Snell's going to go wherever the money's the greatest. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, because he just turned down a chance to win. He, uh, he was yeah. offered a lot of money and a chance to be on a team that is in World Series or bus mode every single year. He said no to that. So, yeah, he's going to go wherever the dollar is the yeah. greatest. And that yeah. could be Colorado. Could Maybe Mike Rizzo down there in D.C. thinks, hey, you know what? We got a good foundation. We have a nice rotation. We have a ton of great prospects coming. Snell's our guy. We're going to build the rotation yeah. around him. Yeah. And that's what I've been saying, you know, since the beginning of the offseason. I'm I've been saying like Snell doesn't really come off as a guy where yeah, I'm sure he'd like to win, but to me, I think he just wants to go pitch and he's going to go yeah. pitch whoever pays him the most, right? Where like, you know, Jordan Montgomery coming off a World Series win, maybe he'd be more inclined to go to a winner, right? You know. So Yeah. Snell, can we just have him go to the Rockies? That'd be hilarious. I'd love it. I, I would love it. it. I need it. Come on, him Colorado. and Chris Bryant. Him and Chris Bryant stuck on uh, stuck on Rockies Island. That would be. Uh, how's he good. pitched in course? Does he have good numbers in course? I'm all aboard this train now. Can we have it happen, please? Let's do I it. I need the numbers. Let's do it. If he's pitched well in course, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hop on that train. But now I'll say Angels. I, I know they've uh, come out lately, according to reports, that they're putting a pause on things. Artie Moreno deciding whether or not he wants to sell mm-hmm. the team. Um, which I think he needs to sell the team at this point. It feels like an Angels signing based off of what they've done like the last 10 years or so. So I'll go Angels at this point. I'm, I'm with you. All right, let's talk about some arbitration figures. Robbie, what do we got? Well, Juan Soto, scan, obviously. Uh, you being the Yankee fan you are, you know, we all know Juan Soto is, you know, obviously going to be getting a good amount of money, but... Um, yeah. Now that he has the record amount for arbitration for one year, um, what, what, how do you feel about Juan Soto moving forward? Where, where are you thinking in terms of, do you think he's a fit long-term for the franchise? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do you think this is a good sign that they ended up working something out uh, before the deadline for maybe mm-hmm. uh, the possibility of something long-term down the road? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like just from what I've seen of Soto over the last few years, he seems like someone who loves the the big moment, who I think excels underneath the spotlight. And obviously he's not been someone who's gotten to crazy controversy with the media because we know how the New York media has adds a lot of pressure to people who play here in New York. And just obviously the the potential of how good Juan Soto could be with his lineup. I don't think I've been more excited for a Yankees move in uh, a long time, but this is just one year. And the fact that they already avoided arbitration, I feel like it's a good start because I feel like this mm-hmm. year could be like a good selling pitch for him. Like, hey, we have you for this year. Let's make sure you enjoy your time. We have a good year to give you a good reason to want to stay in the long term because I'd love to see Yankees be in talks with him once he reaches free agency. Yeah, that could also apply to Pete Alonzo, who got his arbitration deal worked out. And you're trying to create a nice negotiating atmosphere where everybody's in a good place. We just came to agreement on a deal a few months ago. 
let's try to work on something long-term. Now, the last thing you want to do is go into that arbitration hearing and have to start nitpicking and start yeah. negative talking your superstar player. And there is one team that is now lined up to be in that position. And it is not the Milwaukee Brewers because they got the Corbin Burns deal done. So we don't have to worry about Corbin Burns being pissed off at the Brewers in spring training like we did last year. Vladdy did not come to an agreement with the Toronto Blue Jays. They're about $2 million off, a little underneath. Um, Not as, by the way, Jazz Chisholm cover of MLB The Show 23 also did not come to an agreement with Miami. And they're only like, $150,000 off. Miami's being cheap as hell. But the Blue Jays and Vladdy seems to be the big one here. Do you feel scanned arbitration hearings, what we've all heard, Blue Jays, it feels like they're on in a, in a rocky position as it is. Um, are we setting up to a spot, do you think, you get a feel that the Blue Jays and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. don't have a long-term future together? Yeah, I think it's tough, especially with how that team has done. Yeah. That I think it's been like they ha- they've had some like shortcomings that yeah. like they have like a core of players like him and Bichette and all of them that could have made them a superstar team. And mm-hmm. you know the off season discussion every year, everyone really thinks they're gonna be a top couple team in that AL East, but they don't always live up to that based on that year by year performance. So like I, I feel like for a young player who's come up. And seeing all this happen, plus now this arbitration discussion, probably start to get a little bit more frustrated with your team. And I mean, you start to think like, okay, what if I was on another team at this point? I feel like it's got to like. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If I were a Jays fan, I would definitely be worried because I remember just the other year with Aaron Judge and the negotiations with his long-term contract. The, the panic and all of that because he's the player that you love and you want him forever. Mm-hmm. And when you see these things happen, you're like, okay, it's setting red flags for the player and just giving them more reasons to want to go, which as a fan, I always don't like. So I feel like it feels like a similar situation, maybe potentially brewing over there. The Here's what's interesting. Vladdy has two years left, so this will not be his final year. So there'll be one more year, but that's trouble in itself because they have to go through the process this year, and then they don't come to an agreement next year. They have to go through the process all over again. That's mm-hmm. two strikes against you. And I would argue the third strike against the Toronto Blue Jays is that they manipulated his service time a couple of years ago to make him an arbitration four player. So that would be three strikes and you're out if you're the Toronto Blue Jays. If you have to go to these arbitration hearings, talk a bunch of negative talk about him to his face, and you manipulated his service time, it's not good. It's not good. If you're a Blue Jay fan, you're hoping for some positive vibes, and you're not getting them. Um, who, do you, uh, who do you think wins that that hearing, Jim? You think the Blue Jays win it, or you think Vlad? I do think the Blue Jays probably win it. Vladdy I had a down year last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, his numbers I mean, have been declining. So mm-hmm. I mean, 
You know, I get it. Hey, Vlad is trying to push for as much money as he can, but right. I don't think he's got this one. We had some other ones out there, some interesting ones. Uh, Tanner Scott, after a really good year, uh, you, you mentioned the Marlins. Man, like I figured they would come to an agreement there. He had a great year last year, and they're shortchanging him. Um, I mean, Luis Arise, like that's crazy to me. Like how, like, how do you not? Like what? Like yep. that guy had a phenomenal year. Um you know, looking at some other one, the Orioles, they were pretty cheap, too, yep. where they had five guys they did not reach an agreement with. Alec Baum was an interesting one. Uh, you know, Alec mm-hmm. Baum, I, I feel like, you know, he's gotten better, but I feel like, I don't know, he hasn't fully lived up to what I thought he could be. You know, what, what do you what do you think? No about? doubt about it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scan, do you agree with that? Bohm hasn't really hit yeah, that potential yeah, we thought. I don't, I, not yet, no. He's had some moments, but I don't think he's lived up to that hype that a lot of fans want out of him. Miami's interesting because they had a, a front office changeover, right? So you had Kim Ang out. You have a new, uh, I think it's Peter Bendix is the new general manager there. And I'm telling you, man, um, Miami, I feel like you got 2024 to compete. And then it might be blow it up time. I, I think that the 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 window to compete is extremely tight there. And they knew that last year. And that's why Kim Ang didn't trade Jorge. I mean, they were fighting for the wild card anyway. But you could have improved the club long term if they had dealt Solaire. Um, they gave Alcantara the uh, extension. And now they're not coming to agreements on really small differences with their players and there's talk of trading Luisa Rise. I'm waiting. Hey, I'm the first one. I am leading the charge. I'm taking some heat for it. I'm leading the charge on Sandy Alcantara trade rumors. I think there's a real chance. This team, think about it. Nine million bucks this year to not pitch. And then he's back in 2025 at $16 million. How's that? Peter Mendix didn't do that deal. Kim Ang did that deal. And if you are going to be exiting a window to compete and you got 60 million bucks and you're Miami and you're worried about the Bally deal and all like there's, there's, there's enough, there's enough evidence there. Let's um, let's get to some MLB, the show talk. We are a few minutes beyond what I, what I was hoping we would get to. So those of you that like the baseball talk rock on those of you that are waiting for the MLB, the show talk, here we go. Let's fire it up. Talk. Tell us about MLB, the show 23. What's the final verdict. Was it a mm-hmm. win? Was it a loss? Was it mid What's the general feeling around the community for MLB The Show 23? It's definitely a really polarizing year. I feel like it's the best yeah. way to describe it. Uh, a lot of people who who are maybe more on the casual side, who like the baseball feel, um, they probably really enjoyed it. It had a lot of positive reviews from people who are on that side of things. They added a, a new mode in there called Storylines this year, which were like story-driven recreations of some of the the greatest Negro League players like um, Jackie Robinson, Buck O'Neill, and so yeah. many, this whole list of stuff. And that was like so like universally liked by people. And uh, people, that was like the, that game got, the game got a lot of praise mainly for stuff like that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the contrary, for people who, or maybe more on my side of things who play daily all the time, who go into the Mo Diamond Dynasty and keep up with everything there. It was very polarizing, especially Mm. in that mode, because they had some drastic changes called sets where cards would get added to the game 
and then eventually you wouldn't be able to use them in the ranked mode and then new cards would cycle in so the goal mm -hmm. was to have them cycle cards in and out so for a lot of people some of them really liked it some of them really hated it so it's it was very polarizing this year because there were some changes like that that some people really liked but some people really really hated too what was the goal? What was SDS trying to do by doing that? Changing cards in and mm. out. Did they not want you to make these super cards? Did they not want cards to die? Like, mm. what? what's the whole point of taking, removing cards from mm. playability? Yeah, I think the, the, the point, and this is from having discussions with them on stuff, yeah. that they like lineup variety. So mm. they like it when people try different players in different cards and try to get unique with how they build their team like some people want to build a, a yankee team or a team of like players from a country or just yeah. players that they like in the game and they wanted to create this seemingly to allow people to build a team how they want to and still be able to compete with each other mm. so since cards rotate in and out it's not the normal cycle where cards gradually get better throughout the year that's how it used to be. You start off right. with cards that aren't as great. You keep playing to keep getting your team better. But with this, the cards are already really good. And you keep playing when the new sets come out to get yeah. those new cards. So you have more options. And it's not always getting better. But with right. the new season, you have to keep up with it. So I um, think they do it for the variety of things. I think that's the main reason they would do that. I, I'm going to I'm gonna ask a difficult question. Um mm -hmm. Is it a money grab? Like, 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 seriously, mm. like, it feels like when you, I, I, this is, this is just, again, I, mm. uh, we were talking before we started. I started playing MLB the show when Aaron Judge was the cover and I went all the way yeah. through uh, the Otani one. So that was five years of playing MLB the show. And when you try to play Diamond Dynasty and your mm. cards suck, you have a bunch of garbage. Yeah. You kind of feel the need to put some money into the game yes. to be able to go into the marketplace and, and use your stubs and buy good cards. Mm -hmm. And MLB The Show, essentially, what maybe was happening the last few years was that you would get that initial rush. Everyone would buy the game, download the game. They would feel that need to improve their club. So they're opening a ton mm -hmm. of packs, they're ripping, ripping packs, they're running out of stubs. They're adding more money in because they need more stubs. Um, yeah. And then that would stop. Because then you could just earn stuff. Yeah. Is it, is it, is, is, do you think there maybe was a money grab um, it, philosophy? It's interesting because the, the, a lot of the reason the game got hate at the beginning of the year was honestly not because of that sets feature where cards would cycle in and out. Yeah. But at the beginning of the year, there were a lot of the, a lot of the best players were hidden behind packs right. at the beginning of the year. So mm -hmm. if you wanted to get, a 99 overall Mike Trout on the first day of the game, you either had to buy him on the market or you had to get lucky in a pack, which was kind of a shift from the past because, like you said, a lot of the game is you play it, you unlock the cards. So they usually would really reward you for your time. Mm -hmm. But this year there was a shift at the beginning which had a, where a lot of these players were in the packs. Like there was a great Mike Trout card. They had some players who were in the World Baseball Classic, not in the MLB, like Roki Sasaki, who was very good, who was in the pack. So people felt like that was like a grab for money because you now put these players in the pack and not in a way I could directly earn it. Yeah. And that was why people at the beginning of the year 
really disliked it because of that. So, funny enough, I think that aspect there definitely was uh, a, a money grab feel of mm -hmm. trying to get people to spend their subs to buy the packs to get the card at the beginning. But as the year's gone on, almost like you touched on, there was an, a, like a slight adjustment where the drive to spend the money would, would go less and less, and they shifted away from that. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to see if they carry forward with that in 24. Uh, gameplay was good. Was anybody complaining about the hitting mechanics or uh, or, or any of the, the pitching mechanisms? A lot of people who play regularly said it was the best in a long time. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, there were some very, very good players who yeah. play the game very often who were some liked it, some really didn't because they feel felt similar. But most people from what I've seen said it was the best in a long time this year. So they, they made some changes that made the game feel more rewarding when you play it. So mm -hmm. that was a pretty universal thing. A lot of people talk about how the gameplay was its best this year in a long time. Speaking of best in a long time, Robbie, I think you've got something in your back pocket that you want to unleash here. Ah, <laughs> oh, I miss MVP baseball so much. I need it. I need, you can actually still play it. You can actually, if you are mm -hmm. a lover of MVP baseball, 2005, you can still, I haven't done it. I think it's, you can download it on the computer, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think you can play it that way. Um, listen, man, uh, I have tried. MLB the show I have I bought a PS5 just to literally play it and so many years I get excited about you know the new game coming out it's always hyped and they always get me to drop my cash every single time and then I end up playing it three times and I'm checked out I've tried doing videos I've done a couple of videos on my channel uh rebuild videos I actually love mm. the concept of a rebuild video I think it's fun I love uh -huh. all, the off season. I love obviously the regular season, but the off season to me is such a fun time. Like I love uh, going blank on the name. Is it uh, Ant? Ant Ortiz? Yeah, yeah, Ant Ortiz. Yeah, I love the rebuilds. I, I yeah. find them so fun. Like mm -hmm. they're, but to me, it's like I've had issues with that when it comes to just you know, even just simply making trades can be either 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 very yeah. difficult or some of them are just so like what in the world was that trade and yep. then you see players like they like you'll see like like if mike Trout became a free agent he signs with the rockies it's like what in the world yep. is going on here so like <laughs> there's some inconsistencies when it comes to the offseason at least from my own point of view and then when it comes to like the gameplay obviously it's it's amazing the way it looks right and then i but then there's times where I'm like, I'm watching the way some of these guys move more so on the mound. Right. And they just yeah. feel like loopy to me. And then I, I just think back to like the way they, the way they pitch, it, it almost doesn't yeah. look realistic. Sometimes some of them do look really good, but then some of them are off to me. So mm -hmm. I think back to the MVP days and I'm like, I can't think of one thing that was wrong with those games. Maybe, I was just, you know, I still am an idiot today, but like mm -hmm. back then I was more of an idiot and I don't know, maybe I missed something. Let me give me, I, I'm rambling. <clears throat> give me, what do you think about people today where they say MVP baseball, 2005, the best baseball game ever. Do you think mm -hmm. MLB the show in any way beats MVP baseball, 2005? Mm -hmm. It's actually really interesting that you bring this up because I actually recently just got a PS2 again, mm. loaded up MVP 05. When I was a kid, I actually didn't play 05. I played a little bit of 04. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't play that much of it. I played just I hopped between all the different baseball games. And I hopped back on it. I was like, wow, I see why this game gets so much love because the gameplay feels very rewarding and yes. it feels like a, a really authentic baseball experience, especially for a game that's that old. And yeah. I didn't play it much, but I know a lot of people praise that game's franchise mode. It had so much more depth to it than even like a game like MLB The Show has nowadays. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're someone who's on that side of the game, I've definitely, I understand the sentiment of MVP baseball getting the love that it does. Because on that side of the game with like franchise mode where you're keeping track of the, the deals and all of that, uh, it seems like MLB The Show does these things that pull you away. Like you said, the weird trades and the weird signings where it's like, I have no idea how that happened. And it pulls you away from it feeling authentic. And I think, especially for a lot of people, they played MVP baseball a lot and did that back in the day. And they still, like, there's so much, like, there's actually a community of people who still play and mod MVP baseball to mm-hmm. try to keep it updated. In it. And uh, it's, I definitely get why people feel that way, especially after playing it recently. I was like, wow, this game is very impressive, yeah. even for, like, a now near 20-year-old game. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you an analogy. The way I describe MVP baseball 2005 and even 04. So like when you play Tetris, right? When it starts to get a little more difficult, right? It starts to move a little mm-hmm. faster, but it's still not overwhelming, right? Yeah. You, you feel like you can still play it, right? And it's easy to play, but it's just difficult, right? Mm. That's the way I see MVP baseball, right? Cuz it yeah. was it was smooth, easy to play. But it was also difficult at the same time, right? Yeah. It was where it felt like you were in control of the game and you were just simply, you know, depending on the difficulty you had it on, you were just trying to be better than the computer, right? Yeah. So th- like, that's where I have a problem with MLB The Show. The gameplay is I feel like I'm, I have such a hard time being in control of the game, right? hitting the wrong button, you know, to, you know, throw to a position or a cutoff guy or controlling Mm -hmm. the bases. I don't think I ever figured out controlling the bases. (laughs) Maybe that's just me. uh, Um, But like, I felt like with MVP baseball, the learning curve was so much easier. Right. Yes. And and with MLB, the show, I feel like with MVP baseball, it probably took you like a day, right. To really get it under control. Like Mm -hmm. MLB, the show, I feel like it takes people, maybe even weeks, years, yeah. maybe even just to get it down, right? Months, yeah. they, they never get it down, right? They just do it the best they can. Um, I, I just love, like, actually, I have notes, everyone. I wrote down notes. This is how much <laughs> I care, right? Okay. So I had, the base running was simple to control. You had the hitter's eye, which yeah. wasn't like a complete, What it, it wasn't, it didn't make it easier, really, but it just gave you a little something to work with. In 2005, they had the hitter's eye. Um, and just hitting just felt right. Right. It just felt like it was mm-hmm. never easy, depending on the difficulty, but it, it, it was just it didn't feel like you got robbed of something ever. Whereas MLB the show, it's like lineouts. Yeah, it's like <laughs> like you know, you feel like you you timed a ball perfectly. And yeah, I get that. That's real life, right? Sometimes you mm-hmm. can do it perfectly and it's still not gonna go your way. But I feel like MVP baseball, it just had, I don't know, like more realism, but in, in a different way where MLB the show looks more realistic but doesn't feel more realistic. I don't know if I'm hitting that right. No, I think I get what you mean because I feel like with MVP baseball, especially with games back then, 
like it was supposed to be like a realistic baseball game it's supposed to like simulate real life baseball but when you feel like you could hop on it you might have some struggles at first but you feel like you could actually improve you feel like you get more comfortable with the controls get better at the timing and you see it in the results in the game you actually start to play better but with a game like mlb the show that it's partially with games nowadays i feel like that they're really trying to balance the realism and the user input of it where like they actually use real mlb numbers to balance stuff in the game they'll they'll actually like they'll judge real life mlb stats and stats accumulated from the players throughout a year and be like okay batting averages might have seen a little bit low on this difficulty for what's realistic we feel like we need to Make, do something, some change to make that better for the next year. So I think that's what why you see that inconsistency because nowadays they're using real-life numbers to balance things, and especially nowadays when you're playing online against other players, it's more competitive now than it was back then. So they try to balance things from being overpowered and broken and things being too easy for people so i think it's just like it's partially the the balance of realism and rewarding which is like the a fun gameplay experience which they kind of have to deal with nowadays and just how video games are nowadays there's a lot of competition in the game so they have to balance things a certain way and that's why the lineouts happen and stuff and you you sit there like i did everything i could but i just hit a hard out and it's tough to sit there and be like, oh, that's just baseball. I got to just accept that in a video game setting where you want to sit down and have fun. Yep. I think was... MVP baseball made it really fun back in the day. And you kind of jumped over some of that realism mm -hmm. to make it a fun experience. And I wonder, too. Wait. Sorry, Jim, go. I was saying, I wonder, too, like back then, there was no patching the game. Like you had yeah. to get it perfect. So. Mm -hmm. The quality control was probably, if you were to try to do it today, would be obnoxious. Like, mm -hmm. um, there was no ability to patch the game. If 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 you had a mistake with a graphic and a player, or you had a mistake with a ball that goes foul and it's actually a home run, you couldn't fix that mm -hmm. in MVP baseball. That had to be right from the start. Now, I wonder if some of these game creators and i'm not trying to throw anybody to the bus or talk talk shit about anybody but i just wonder if there's a there they, they there's more of a safety net and 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 subconsciously almost operating as this is look this looks good it's good we're not going to run it through the same number of checks because we're gonna have a bunch of users and they'll run through the checks and if there's anything wrong mm -hmm. we'll patch it and we'll patch yeah. it and then the game goes through like 15 patches throughout the first three months of the game uh, to fix those things. I don't know if that was, uh, if there were a ton of patches in 23. Now that's good because you fix the game, you can make it better. But yeah. there was no safety net back 20 years ago of we'll just run a patch. No, you have uh -huh. to get it right. It has to be perfect. And if it's not, we have a busted game. No one's going to buy it because word's going to travel that foul balls are home runs or, mm. or, or there's some poor kind of readout with a graphic or something, something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah. and then there was also the greatest soundtrack of all time. Oh, it was legit. Tessie was in that, yes. right? Yes. Best soundtrack 
of all time. We got the noise by the donuts. Are you kidding yeah. me? I still blare that in my mm-hmm. car today. Mm-hmm. Oh, when that song came on, man, you just you felt alive, you know? Yes. Ugh. And of course, it was after the Red Sox won the World Series. It was great. Yeah. Manny on yep. that cover. Oh, this is so good. It was so it good. Was, it, I mean, really top 100 game. game of all time. Top 100 video games of all time. Not yeah. sports. Video games on yeah. IGN. So, yeah, man, that, that they went all out on that game. That was their hoorah, right? I don't know. I'm going to ask you, Scan. Do you think there's mm-hmm. ever a chance? And I, it's funny because I, I used to be a teacher. And... We had we actually had EA Sports. Uh, one of the you does anyone know this? One of the guys for Madden, uh, former really good player. His son actually works for Madden. I can't think of the name, but he the, the EA Sports actually came to our school for like career day. Oh, and uh, I asked them because they were talking about Madden because you know Madden, Madden Madden's Madden, yeah, legendary. So, but I had to be different. I raised my hand. I'm like, you ever bring it back MVP baseball? And they were like, oh, we work mad. We don't know about that stuff. So obviously MLB, the show, ha- uh, they have the rights with Major League Baseball. Do you think there's ever a day where EA Sports makes a comeback? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting one. I, the, I, I have hope that they do just because i always think competition is always so good for the industry mm-hmm. having competitors making a similar sports game it only makes each other make each other better but it's i feel like a general theme with all the sports games is that the, the there's been one major developer for each one of the major sports games i think the only one i i know of is like soccer that has a couple of games nowadays but i think i feel like it's it's gonna be really tough, especially because mm-hmm. a, a general shift in the gaming industry over the last like ten years is how profit driven they are, and especially with sports games and releasing every year and all of that, and going back to like MLB the Show, and that you know you, you release a game every year and you have all these patches and stuff that you had to fix things up. It's completely different a landscape in the gaming industry now than it was back in the 2000s where you had like five different major league baseball games released in a year. So like, I feel like it's going to be really tough. There's going to be some like industry changing stuff that, that happens. It's like from what my understanding of it is, it's so much work to make a video game nowadays, so much money. And it's very difficult for something like, like the, like especially nowadays, how big MLB the show is, and how big Madden is, and how big NBA 2K is, it's really tough to get competition and to get people to want to dive in when someone's so established. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I hope they do. I definitely hope that we get some good competition in the MLB game front, but I have no idea as right now if that'll ever happen again. Robbie, I think the best hope is that somebody that that SDS hires some whoever created. Because I think really what we missed the most, um, at least for me, is the franchise mode. That was that was that was uh, a, a stroke of genius. Whoever put that together and how they put it together yeah. and the whole engine from MVP Baseball was amazing. And MLB the Show has not been able to replicate that. That's maybe um, that's probably Scan. You can maybe confirm this. Like that's one of the biggest like you know hand pounding arguments is. Fixed yes. franchise mode. I know Daddy yes. Dimu would love it to be fixed. I know Ant would love to, it to be fixed. Like it could be so much better. Um, I guess the only problem with that is if they made that t- too much better, people would stop playing Diamond Dynasty, and Diamond Dynasty mm. is where the money is. 
Um, yeah, you would, an and the last thing you want to do is create franchise mode and make that another money driven thing. Cause then, then the users, the, the, the gamers are going to get pissed off. Yeah. Um, the problem, the problem that I have with franchise mode is I can't ever trust the computer to run it. Right. Cause like, no, and yeah. it's too hard. It's too, yeah, I agree with that. Detailed. It's too detailed, right? I don't yeah. need to be going through all of the levels of the off season. Like, yeah. okay, I get it to a certain, and if I simulate it, then all hell breaks loose. So, yeah. like, all that, my players are yeah, gone. Like, we didn't agree to a right. contract. It's exactly. like all non tendered. It's like, what? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's funny. I actually did a franchise recently because I actually haven't played it a good bit in a couple of years because there was the negative wrap around it. And I was yeah. like, I'm just going to not bother. I started playing it again recently and I did a franchise where I, I started it and I was trying to get a feel of like all the depth of the mode. And I put some stuff automatic with a CPU and some things not. And lo and behold, after an off season, I realized my team doesn't even have enough players. I had like, <laughs> I had like not enough players in all of my minor league rosters. It's because I skipped something. Right. Some steps got lost in the process, and I didn't want to set the game to automatically do it because I didn't trust the game to do it what I wanted. And I was like, okay, you know, this is shocked. I, I wasted my time for this first season. I'm just gonna uh-huh. start another one. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's talk about uh the show 24. Uh, what are some wish list items? Some things you would like to see. I saw on Twitter you had uh, some players you would like to be added. I'm 100% with you on Fernandez, by the way. Yes. Fernandez, I know Daddy Dibu wants um, Julio Franco. I think that would yep. be fantastic to have his batting stance. Um, what are some wish list items for you for mm-hmm. 2024? Yeah, I think my my number one thing is within Diamond Dynasty, I want another mode to play, at least online. Because mm-hmm. as someone who's been playing diamond dynasty every year since mlb 19 now it the same it's the same cycle every year you play ranked mode you play battle royale or events that's usually it they have the co-op mode this year which is fun but there are some problems with it because it's all connection based so yeah i just want something else that could be a fun thing to to do online in that mode because i find it very repetitive and obviously along with Big improvements to franchise. I'd love for some road to the show, more story within road to the show. And um, I, I mean, those are my heavy hitters. Honestly, yeah. it feels like every year at this point, um, just those three, just road to the show and franchise, especially those two modes are modes I've enjoyed before, but I haven't wanted to play because you, you go back to playing them and they feel like very hollow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know a lot of people in other communities and the other games, like a lot of people love 2K and their franchise and they have different modes in there that people really enjoy outside of their my team mode and stuff. And even in Madden, people really enjoy franchise. And that would be the show. I haven't been able to get myself to really sit down and enjoy it like them. So I want to see them add like a lot of improvement to those modes to get me to want to play it more because I have the baseball itch to play the game. But I always have to go back to Diamond Dynasty to fulfill that. Yeah. So hopefully those modes really get their their due justice. Yeah, it feels like the biggest the biggest reveals that we'll get over the next couple of months will be the new legends that are added yes. to the group. And you had a list. Are there you you had a pretty long list? Are there maybe like two or three that you're like I, I mean I am, I'll pay double if this player <laughs> is added. I'll pay double for the game. Um, are there are there a couple players that are like highest up yeah. on your list? Without a doubt, 
I think the one that's number one that would excite me the most is Alex Rodriguez. Okay. He, he would be very fun for having mm-hmm. some shortstop cards, being able to play third base. Obviously, his Yankee years, which I have a lot of bias for. Sure. Um, he's someone that would really excite me. And then there's uh, some old school players that haven't been in for a while. Like we don't have Ted Williams. And mm. he's a big name that would be a great one to return. Yep. And um, just a, a very personal one for me is CeCe Sabathia, mm. one of my favorite Yankees. And when he existed in the game, because he still played, the he his players in the game weren't always as good as a lot of the big names. So it wasn't as justified to use him. But yeah. nowadays, he could get a very fun card that I would probably really love. So that's yeah. kind of my my homer pick right there for sure. Right. That was another good thing about MVP, too, was yeah. all the legends that you could unlock. Yeah. That was yes. fun. Right. Yes. The, what about um, Bonds? Can we get Bonds in there? Ooh, there's a, I know there's a yeah, push in the community for it. Yeah, <laughs> Come on. Everyone, it's one of those things I think everyone really wants, but yep. people feel like it probably won't happen because he had his whole debacle with the players' union back in the day. Oh, you know, they I got, especially oh, try to. They definitely try to avoid controversy with the people they add because they've right. had instances where they'll add a legend to the game and then a little bit after to get into controversy. And they're like, okay, we got to take that person off the list next year. Well, remember, there's always John Dowd. You can always yes. <laughs> have John Dowd. They should do that I'll for fun. You. They did that back in the those. day. Did they? Did... In, in, within Diamond Dynasty, I think this was in MLB 17, mm-hmm. they added Reggie Stalker, which was the old mm-hmm. name they used instead of Bonds in MLB The Show. Yeah. And they made him like this, the best card ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they did yeah. it that one time. And then the year after, just never again. They've never right. done it since. And mm-hmm. I don't know, part of me theorizes that Bonds got word of it. And he was like, hey, don't don't put that representation of me in your game. Yep. But the, yeah, it would be funny if like you got some sort of like John Dowd type thing again nowadays. Because that that is such like a fun callback. John Dowd mm-hmm. is like such like a a known name just because yep. of MVP back in the day. Yeah. It's still, it's still using his likeness. Right. And that's what killed yeah. the college. That's what killed the college football games is even though it didn't have the name, it still had the attributes. It had the look, it had yep. the number, it had all of that. So even yep. just the likeness, even if the name isn't there, um, there's an issue. Mm-hmm. Who's uh? It's- go ahead. So I was going to say, who do you got for the cover? Oh, it's an question. interesting one because the, the answer might not be who you expect, but I think it's going to be Jose Ramirez this year. Mm-hmm. And the story mm-hmm. comes from how Jazz landed on it this year. Around June, July, the year before, the, the Marlins were in town, and the, he, Jazz stopped by the MLB The Show studio and talked to the developers, and they publicized it. They put made some videos and stuff. Yeah. Like, hey, we had Jazz in the studio. And of course, six months later, they announced that Jazz Ooh. is the cover of the game. This year, same thing happened with Jose Ramirez. He went to the mm. studio, visited, signed some baseballs. The studios who made the game actually sent me a Jose Ramirez signed baseball. And wow. all awesome. these things. And I feel like it's a similar pattern where it could he could end up being the cover just because mm. it was the same thing as last year. So I'm thinking Jose Ramirez, or if they actually go like the normal, let's pick a 
fun player for the cover. I'm hoping it's Acuna. I feel like that's the right choice that's, just because he did like everything right this pick. year. You know, Jim, who would you have for your cover? Be, it would be Acuna. Yeah. I mean, he he's the guy. He is the face of baseball right now coming off of a historic. And I mean, it makes sense because he put up video game numbers this yeah. past season, something we'd never seen before with the home runs and the stolen bases. So having him be the cover of a video game after video game numbers makes sense, but that doesn't always line up, right? Jazz Chisholm was not the the best player in baseball the, the, the season before. He was an exciting player. He's, he's, a, he's a player that is popular, uh, but he's not, he didn't put up ungodly numbers. Yeah. Um, the, the Otani, getting Otani for the cover almost like set the bar too high to where you almost yeah. expect, all right, every year they're coming with the, the, the most electrifying player and that, that then, um, you know, that's not always possible. So, uh, mm. but, but for, for me, it would be Acuna. Jose Ramirez would be a solid one. It would be solid. It would yeah. be a solid one. I would say I'd go with like a if they wanted to focus on the future of the game. I mean, Corbin Carroll just had a really good yeah. year. That'd um, be good. Adley Rushman would be a fun one for me. Ooh, yeah, I feel like he's there again. You know, yeah. future face of the game. Like, I would love mm. one of those. Uh, or yes. Bobby Witt, right? Like, you know, a guy that's mm. starting to, or Julio Rodriguez. Right, Julio yeah. Rodriguez would be a fun one. So. It's very interesting because, from my understanding, it's like a, a somewhat long process. Like they decide mm -hmm. who the cover is going to be pretty early on, and that's why some of us theorize that Jazz ended up being the cover this year because, mm -hmm. like, they decided it like right around the All Star break when he had been performing good before he really slumped in that second half. Yeah. So, some of us theorize that it's just like a longer process, mm -hmm. and they have to decide early on who it is. Yeah. So it, I, I like. Acuna, I feel like would have been a great pick because he's like a safe option because yeah. he's been fantastic for a couple of years already. So, and he has not been on the cover in the past. So yeah. it would be the first time I think who is it? Is Joe, Ma is it is Mauer the only one that's been on there twice? Was has Mauer, yeah, Mauer was on there for a couple of years. Yes. Right. He was the only one who was on one for a couple of years. And there's also other crossovers where if they land a cover on another baseball game, there are some, mm -hmm mobile baseball games that players end up on the covers. They right. usually can't get on MLB the show. And Julio Rodriguez was the guest for this year's cover before we found out it was jazz. And we found out he got the cover of another baseball game and mm. they can't really discuss that. Like they usually get like exclusive rights in a sense mm -hmm. to that player since they're on the cover. So they usually can't be on the cover of MLB the show after the fact. That's why Mike Trout was yeah. never on the cover of a game he was on the cover of one of the other baseball games for so long. Yeah. He would never have been on an MLB The Show cover. Yeah. What was this your... Is... Sorry, oh. sorry, Jim. We always want to go... I just want to ask one more question. Yeah, go, your... go for it. Go for it. What was your favorite MLB The Show? What year? Mm, the one that I enjoyed the most was 20. Um, mm. I definitely enjoyed that one the most. I think part of it was it was, it was during the pandemic and mm. Back then, a lot of people were really giving that game a good go for the first time, and it was a fun year of a lot of like a lot of fun cards in the game. The gameplay felt great back then, and mm. it felt like so many people just really enjoyed the game. Like, there was yeah. like a near universal love for it. So I always go back to to twenty for for me personally. Twenty was good. I love. And in uh, terms of all time, I always go back to uh oh, what. I, I have a bunch of games I go back to, but it's always back to that 
just the era of the the mid two thousands, I think is still the best time for baseball games is all all time. Mm-hmm. My favorite was probably 09 with Pedroia on it because Ooh, yeah. I think that pans down the best commercial they ever did. Right. Yes, for, yep. Where he was saying he couldn't hit the high inside fastball or something. Yeah. It was like a funny commercial. I love that. So, yes. That's a, I, I got 06. I was, I had the first MLB the show. And I remember mm-hmm. that year they sent you a hat if you ordered it or if you pre-ordered it i yes. don't remember exactly but yeah i remember getting a hat that had the mlb the show logo on the side and had it was a, it was a red Sox hat with mlb the show on it so mm-hmm. man it goes back it goes back it does yeah it does all right guys this has been a a fun conversation i have really enjoyed it and it's been great having scan in to talk about mlb the show kind of dive into 23 and some 24 uh items as well uh, before we wrap up, before we leave you all, though, Scan, I would love for you to, for those listening, um, tell everybody where they can find you and what you have cooking up on your side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could find me anywhere on social media, either the username Scan with two N's or The Scan. I'm everywhere and uh, post an MLB The Show stuff all the time. And I'm very excited for this year. Have some fun stuff with the new MLB the show coming out. And I really want to get into some more real, like real life baseball stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to probably do some more Blitzball videos this year. Blitzball is very fun. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for just a, a new slate of the year and to try some new things again. Fantastic. All right. This was a good one. I do appreciate everybody coming in, listening, watching. Thank you for lending us your ears and giving us your time. We look forward to diving into more conversations down the road. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't. That you know, Those listening on the podcast, make sure to turn the automatic downloads on and help us grow. Rate and review the pod. Tell your friends about it. Tell them good baseball conversations are happening on the Barrel.podcast. Robbie, thank you. Scan, thank you. Thank you. And we will catch you guys next time. <laughs>